Welcome to the Fantasy NASCAR Podcast. I am at Race for the Prize. This podcast is nothing more than an infomercial for RaceForThePrize.com. That's where you can get access to the Fantasy NASCAR spreadsheet, Venmo, PayPal, Cash App. 30 bucks my way, and then I'll give you access to the sheet. But I try to make it worth your while in these podcasts today. We will continue what we were talking about before, which was the Truck Series restarts. I made a video saying that really, in the end, a lot of this data may not matter. A lot of these tout shows probably aren't worth your time. What is worth your time is knowing who will do well on restart, because often that's what it comes down to. All the data, all the shows, all the leverage in DFS theory might just be a waste of time. It comes down to restarts. Unfortunately, there isn't any really hardcore restart data. It's not as clear. It's not as well known. So I kind of wrap my head around how can I try to find or at least get a better understanding of who is better at restarts? What kind of data can I collect? And you can't really average out all the restarts because drivers are starting in different positions and restarting in 20th, whereas restarting in 5th or 3rd. I mean, just the obvious number of if you restart in 3rd, the best that you can gain is 3 spots. And you are competing against some very tough drivers, whereas if you restart in 20th, you're not really competing against tough drivers and you can grab a whole lot of spots. So averaging those out and trying to separate the context is pretty much impossible, making it really hard to aggregate the restart data. And the only thing that I could come up with was just to go one by one on the restarts and subjectively rank drivers and get a subjective idea. It's not the most scientific. It may not be the best practice, but I want to put my money where my mouth is. I don't want to just come on and complain about shows or come on and complain about DFS theory or the series. If I think that restarts matter, then maybe try to find a solution. Maybe try to help people out. If I want you to help me out by sending 30 bucks for the month of February or 12 bucks for a given weekend, the least I can do is try to solve the problem. So here we are. We're going to look at Las Vegas to start out and we will look at individual restarts. And my approach is going to be, and you're going to basically go through the homework with me if you have joined me and want to participate because I have compiled the data but I haven't really analyzed the data. So as I go through it, I'm going to jot down on a piece of paper and I suggest you do the same. The drivers that tend to pop up and we'll see if the drivers that tend to pop up finish the race with a solid result. And if that's the case, then we'll make a note of those guys and we will highlight them as we make fantasy NASCAR picks throughout the season and say, at the very least, when we have a toss up between drivers, we can say, well, this truck driver did pretty well on restarts at that intermediate track or at most intermediate tracks. Maybe it will be the statistical advantage that you need to win a GPP. So let's do the homework now. We're going to start Las Vegas. Then we'll proceed to Kansas, which is a similar 1.5 mile track and a more recent one. And then we will uh, finish the last one together, fill in the blank style, teacher style, which is, hey, you know what I do. It's my job. And at Homestead. So let's start with Las Vegas. And the way that we are going to conduct our research is only to look at the first 10 drivers on a restart. We can't really look at the entire field. It's just not equal. And restarts in the top 10, for the most part, are going to be the quality drivers. And, I, and as I said in the podcast yesterday, 
you know, there are important research throughout the field. Last season at Kansas, the winning lineup was determined by a restart deep in the field. The five drivers that were two laps down, that final restart, two cars were going to be eligible for the optimal lineup. The driver that finished the best of those five, which was Lawless Allen over Timmy Hill, ended up in the optimal lineup. It could have been easily Timmy Hill that outperformed Lawless Allen on that given day. So there are research throughout the field that matter, but we do not have the time to really dig that deep and to compare those drivers. It's much easier for us just to look at the top 10. Typically, the trucks are top tier. They're close to equal. Skill levels are pretty equal. Experience is not. And that might be something that we need to be cognizant of and pay attention to. Theoretically, one would assume the drivers with more experience should produce better restart results in this given driving package. So we begin Kyle Busch. Now you'll notice he doesn't really gain any spots. Now there's a little bit of a statistical error from the NASCAR feed. Ignore that. We're going to go two laps into a run and he doesn't lose any spots. He doesn't gain anything, but it would have been impossible for him to gain anything. So on a scale of one to five, one being a bad restart, really bad, two being a bad restart, three being neutral, four being good, five being great, I would give him a four. You may even want to go as far as to give him a great, but it's definitely good or great to maintain the lead. Nick Sanchez maintains his position. Chase Purdy loses a spot. I'm going to go ahead and give him bad. If you want to fire up a neutral there, that's fine for me. But I want more. You're starting third. If I play you starting third in Daily Fantasy NASCAR, I cannot have you sinking positions. You're a guy that may possibly be a lap leader or a fast lap driver. You got to do better. I know that he had some fast cars in front of him. But look, this is my subjective opinion. It's just the way that it's going to have to be. Ty Majeski gains a spot. Good. Haley Deegan loses six spots. That's very, very bad. A one. Brett Holmes loses two spots. That's, you know, I'm probably being harsh on Brett Holmes, giving him a very bad, but I'm going to go ahead and do it. Actually, I'll just go to bad. We'll change it. Zane Smith gains two spots. Good. Carson Holstever loses a spot. Probably should be a little tougher on him, but since it is vacuum in the top 10, I'm just going to be neutral on those. Kaz Grawlick grabs three spots. I could probably even give him a little bit more of a boost, but I don't really have the context here of why these guys are all losing spots and Kaz Grawlick gains a bunch, maybe just good fortune. And I, you know, how are you going to take that into account? You can just decide. That's going to be a factor every time we do a restart. It's not always going to be spots gained through skill. There's going to be spots gained through luck. All right, I need to take a sip of Gatorade. I apologize. But you don't want me going on much more without it. Okay, so try to remember those names. <laughs> and we'll go forward to the next restart. So let's re-rack them on lap 24. Look at our top 10 starting. And Nick Sanchez, I don't have the context here. He loses eight spots. I'm assuming there's some sort of incident that 
comes his way. I know that it is very dangerous to do these without the absolute contextual knowledge of the race, but we don't have time to go through every race like that. We need to get just a general idea of these patterns. And at the end of the day, it's a bad restart. Majeski doesn't gain or lose. I gave him neutral. I'm going to give him actually a four here. Start second, stays in second. Zane Smith jumps from third to first. I'm giving him a good, possibly could give him a grade on that. But either way, it's definitely a positive restart. Eckes gains a spot from fourth to third, good. Ben Rhodes, fourth to first, spot good. We got Chase Purdy losing 12 spots, starting 10th. That's very bad. Matt Crafton gets you nothing, neutral. Raja Karuth, two spots gained, good. Corey Heim grabbing you negative two, good. Uh, and then we got, uh, well, the Benedetta's a little further in. And the De Benedetta, look, I have a feeling you're going to see De Benedetta's name pop up a lot. He gains five spots in this restart. That's pretty awesome. If you remember playing 2019 Daily Fantasy NASCAR, 2020 Daily Fantasy NASCAR, in that crappy package, De Benedetta was in the Cup Series. And De Benedetta was sometimes quite feisty when he was driving at an intermediate track. He tended to run well on restarts. He kind of had them figured out and was very strong. He wasn't very good long in runs at most racetracks, but he did have a decent knack of restarting well in that package. So in theory, we should see him continue to run well on restarts in this package. So this is the second race of the season. It's Las Vegas. He's in a Rackley WAR truck. And he just plays his cards right, more than likely. But that's the way these restarts work in this package. It's playing your cards right. It's making the right moves and decisions. It's not as much having an elite machine. It's about lining up, following the right person, doing your homework. Other than that, everyone else gets pretty much positive grades because of a couple really bad restarts. But De Benedetto definitely stands out there. Let's re-rack them on lap 36. I haven't written anyone down on my notes yet. I'm trying to keep them all in my head. It's not the easiest thing to do. Grant Infinger, bad restart. Carson Hosefer, good. Ross Chastain, losing two spots, not good. Tanner Gray grabbing. Kyle Busch climbing back up. Good restart as we would expect. Nemechek, not good. Dean Thompson grabbing three spots for four for a grade of a four. Friesen, bad restart. Zane Smith, bad. Colby Howard, pretty rough situation right there for him on that restart. Uh, it looks like a matter of a guy who just stayed out, didn't quite pit, and cycled up. And uh, that's what kind of worked out. That's why his numbers as skewed. So I wouldn't take that and say, oh, Cole Howard's terrible on restarts. No, it looks like just not pitting situation. Three rack him again. Lap 44, a lot of cautions here in this Las Vegas race. Bad restart for Kyle Busch. Loses two spots. So even the Grand King is not invincible. Hosever. 
after a not so good restart on the last one, or actually, he was decent on the last one. Why does Hosever not have a grade over here? Did I forget to grade out Hosever? Oh, no, he does have a grade, but he was restarting outside of where I was doing grading. That's a decent restart way back here in 24. Went from 15th to 10th. It's outside of where I'm doing my grading. And then what did Hosever do right here? You know, he is a, an aggressive driver, so we would assume that he's going to grade out well. But then he goes from second to first. Loses spots on pit road and grabs the lead back again right here, if I'm not mistaken. I'm going to give Hosever a little bit of a note here for a decent restart guy, even though it's not really going to help us out much, being that he's not in the series anymore. Maybe you can factor that in these trucks. I don't know. It's up to you. Seven spots lost by Nemechek. Spot lost by Tanner Gray. I guess I'm being kind by giving him a neutral grade. Ross Chastain doesn't really grab anything neutral. Five spots gained by Ben Rhodes. Experienced driver. That might be a thing that we come across. If I look over here, Ben Rhodes gained a spot on the lap 24 restart for a positive grade. But he lost a spot at the beginning of the race. So not quite dominant yet. Then we got Dean Thomas Thompson after a good restart, then gives up seven spots. Corey Heim loses seven spots. He gained five the run before from 13th to 18th. Not that hard to pass those trucks, though. When he was inside the top 10 on lap 24, Heim in that really awesome Tricon vehicle. Lost spots. Lost spots. He lost spots starting deep in the field, too. It is early in the season for Heim, so maybe you can make some excuses for him. He was pretty young at that point. Jump to lap 52, see if we can see some patterns emerging, some drivers that are repeatedly in our discussion. Ben Rhodes, after the good five-spot restart game from 7th to 2nd, laps 44 through 45, then proceeds to lose the lead on lap 52. Not good. But Carson Hosever right there to take the lead back. Very strong on restarts in this race. Kyle Busch neutral. Zane Smith loses a spot. Tanner Gray losing two spots. Neutral for Ross Chastain again. Not really pushing it. Nothing too much so far. Three spots gained by Christian Eckes. Not bad. Two spots lost by Crafton. Infinger neutral. Chase Purdy two spots. Not bad by Purdy. He's got himself back into the game. And he's gotten himself back into the game by gaining. Look. Five spots on a restart in lap 36. Takes him from 21 to 16. Five spots on laps. 44. Restart. Now he's up to 11th. Do you think restarts matter, folks? This is an easy way. If you get a bunch of cautions, you're decent on restarts and decent equipment, you can chunk your way back up to the front. Now he's competing against tougher equipment, and he gets two more. And now, when we get the caution, he is in fourth place he gets his two restart spots then actually we get a caution he grabs himself two more spots he's in fourth chase Purdy. i don't know if i would go as far as to say he's a strong driver in terms of restarts yet 
but it seems pretty clear that you really want to think that these restarts matter. You'd really want to know this information if you're trying to build the best lineups and not necessarily just living on current form, living on track history stats, looking at the practice lap by lap, and then making those picks, or then looking at those picks and then playing the DFS theory leverage game. And nowhere during that process whatsoever did you factor in restarts. And we know that this is a restart series. Like I said before, if that data is not available, then or not the homework's not done, then people can't talk about it. And people need something to talk about for an hour. You can't just say, oh, well, it comes down to restarts, and I don't have any restarts. So I'm going to leave here in 30 seconds. But if you could just kindly send me a bunch of super chats for nothing, then I'll appreciate that. No, or I got to go on for an hour and talk about practice data. I got to then talk about leveraging practice data and please send me some super chats. Just the way that it worked. I mean, I don't know what to tell you other than that. What we're seeing right here, it seems to be pretty clear that restarts are mattering. Look at the next one. See if we can get some names that are popping up. Did we do 52? Yeah, we just did. No, let's do lap 52. Yeah, we did. that was uh, Chase Purdy's lap. Now we're on lap 58. A lot of restarts in this Las Vegas race. You can get those. If it doesn't get clear during the restart, we just keep cautioning and cautioning because the trucks don't separate. It's that 2019 car package. You bunch them up. They got to run five wide and draft and push on restarts. Once they fan out, it's fine. But or spread out, not fanning out. They're going to fan out in a restart and they're going to wreck. But once they can get spread out and get clear, then we can go really green. But you can see in this race, they just can't get to that moment. Ben Rhodes loses a spot. Been hit or miss. Carson Hosever once again, grabbing that lead. So congratulations, Carson Hosever. So far through the Daily Fantasy NASCAR podcast, you seem to be the first driver that we have identified as a good driver when it comes to restarts. That data's not going to help us out too much because you're not in the series anymore. And you're in a different racing package. But maybe that skill will translate over into the Cup Series. We'll see. That might be something that you can use. Purdy now, competing against the tougher trucks, loses a spot. Womp womp. Grant Inver loses a spot. Crafton loses a spot. And who's the guy that takes those spots from them? Matt De Benedetto, ding ding ding. I could probably put make this bigger on the screen for you. Let's do that. Matt De Benedetto. I'm gonna go ahead and mark him down. Although we don't have Matt De Benedetto in the series either, we do have the Rackley truck. But I don't really know if that is going to help us too much, because. It's my firm belief that much of these restarts comes down to not necessarily equipment, but preparation and strategy. Raja Caruth, neutral. Majeski losing spots. Max Gutierrez losing spots. And Kaz Grala grabs himself two. He grabbed two here, going from 10th to 8th. He went from 22nd to 17th with the five spot gain. Then he lost a bunch from 11 to 18. Kind of all over the place, Kaz. 
Next restart, lap 65. So begin stage two. And I think this thing's going to go green after this. Looks like Cass stays out. And he goes to the lead and he maintains his lead. Congratulations. Awesome job. But then he's going to fade here because he is on older tires. Tanner Gray. Also looks like he stays out, and he's going to give up his spots right away. Kyle Busch also staying out. He's going to take a spot on older tires and maintain his lead and take the lead and keep the lead for quite a bit. Ekis also is going to stay out. He's going to grab a spot. Decent restart. Chastain staying out. Does not pit during stage two. Loses a spot. I'll give him neutral overall. He's going to have an issue. Corey Heim also with the crowd. He gains two spots this time. Good. Friesen loses a bunch. Bad. Jake Garcia loses quite a few. Bad. And neutral for Tyler Ankrum. Dean Thompson grabs three. Pretty solid. He's going to fade as we see over here as these other cards emerge. And for the guys who did pit and lost all those positions, they're going to quickly come back, and they're going to get spots a lot easier, so it's not going to be graded out very well. Um, even though DeBenedetta, that's kind of surprising there. Then again, like this, so DeBenedetta starts 16th. is in 18th two laps later. A couple laps after that, he's in 13th. So this could be a scoring timing situation. Don't know. This could also be a situation of just back in the pack, but back with more cars. There's just more chaos, more crazy things going on, more ways to get stacked up, more thinking to do. When you're developing a strategy or plan on a restart, the fewer cars you have in front of you, the fewer cars you have to plan for, the fewer situations that you have to think about. If you got 18 trucks in front of you, that's more than 18 different possibilities and 18 different things that can happen. And that's just the trucks in front of you. There's trucks behind you pushing and coming on to you. So the closer you are to the front, the easier it is to develop an effective plan. When you get further in the back, there's not really much of a plan anymore. And let's go to the next restart. I don't think there is one. I think we run green to the end. What we can do now is let's go all the way. Let's look at finishing position. And then see if we can quickly see some of these restarts and get an idea of if there was a correlation between positive restarts in the top 10 and finishing position. As I take a swig on the Gatorade. It's 5 a.m. I'm moving. Got to get a Gatorade swig. You know how it is. So here we go. Yep, that's about what I expected to see. Kyle Busch wins the race. And if you look at Kyle Busch's top 10 restarts, he averaged a good restart. Remember, one to five scale. The first restart, labeled A, four. Didn't qualify for B, wasn't in the top 10. C was a four. He did have a bad restart on D, but it was just a bad one. Then he comes back with a good and a good in the final restart to start stage three. We run green. He wins the race. 
Always significant to have a good restart on the last restart. But something that sometimes goes overlooked, although you can't really predict this, but when you are reviewing data and trying to understand why a driver did or did not do well at a previous race, a lot of times a driver that actually was pretty good in practice, pretty good during the race and had a very solid car, and they don't get a good finish and you just wonder either what's up or man, he stunk on that day. Sometimes it tends to be or turns out to be that the driver was pretty good. The top 10 driver may have been in contention. Then we start stage three and they don't have a very good restart and they lose some spots. And so now they're in 15th. And then just as luck so happens to be, the race goes completely green. And that driver is simply just never able to dig out of that 15th place position. And that one poor restart to begin stage three ruined their day. An example of this, and it will be relevant in a couple weeks, is Josh Berry at Las Vegas last fall. Josh Berry has won at Las Vegas before. Junior Motorsports has produced pretty solid cars at Las Vegas before. His finish outside of the top 10 after starting on the pole, I believe, is very disappointing. Did he have the best car on that day? No, Stuart Haas Racing had the best car. It was their race to win, as it turned out to be. Josh Berry was a contender, though. He could have been a top five car. Who knows? But if you want to go back and evaluate his car or how he was driving on that day, he definitely was, if you watched practice and you followed the race. But the result sheet's going to say he was much worse, and the result sheet's not going to tell you that during Stage three, the last restart, he lost about four spots and slid to around 15th. Then the race went completely green, and there just wasn't an opportunity to make up ground. Restarts matter. Zane Smith finishes the race in second. He was positive on all of his restarts, average of fourth. Ben Rhodes, surprisingly not good on the last couple restarts, but fresh tires at the end of this race tire management from an experienced driver on a very long run i believe probably helped him out also green flag pit cycling with a veteran team possibly helped him out as well Corey heim is able to overcome some bad restarts by having a good restart staying out the last time and i think again you say well does good or bad restarts matter well he did have one really bad one he had time to make up the very bad one. He had a couple bad ones early. But when it came down to it, right before the long green flag run, he stayed out, had a good restart. That good restart definitely made all of the difference. If Heim does not have a good restart right there, he, he's not finishing fourth. Look, here's another example. Christian Eckes stays out. He has a good restart on the final restart. Eckes really wasn't in the picture most of the time. He was there, but that definitely solidified his spot inside the top 10. Hosever, good restarts all day. Let's look at that last restart for Hosever. Because we know that we did the pit cycling, so he had to restart a little deeper in the field so he doesn't qualify. If that was a poor restart, then... 
that would definitely explain why Hosever, who had been good on restarts throughout the entire race, just didn't get it done. No, he had a good restart. I believe just what killed him was he just conceded way too many spots on pit road. Let me flip up here. So he ends up in 13th starting position after being number one. And that's just a little bit deeper than everybody else, right? Like he fell behind Ben Rhodes. He fell behind Zane Smith. These are guys that actually did come down pit road. All that being said, he still was able to climb back up to eighth place. So it's not like he was completely terrible. But so it wasn't really a bad restart for him. It was a slow pit stop that cost him spots against Christian Eka, or against uh, Ben Rhodes and the other guys. I think it's pretty clear that uh, the data suggests restarts matter. And Kyle Busch is going to go down on my list. We may see him again. He's been known to run a, a restart here or there in the truck series. I'll put Zane Smith down as well. He was very positive on most of his restarts for Las Vegas. And anyone else? I'll definitely put, I got host of her already listed. The rest, say we don't have conclusive evidence that the rest of our top 10 are very, well, let's put Matt DiBenedetto down for sure. Ultimately, he doesn't get to finish. That long green flag run probably hurts him a little bit. Still finishes 12, but pretty solid restarts from DiBenedetto. Anybody else down here? Look at this. Casgrala actually did in the day pretty solid on his restarts overall. I'm not going to go as far as to put him down. But if I should, right? These are top 10 restarts. He's not losing spots. Let's put Kaz down for Las Vegas. The rest, I don't think the sample size is big enough. Although maybe take note of Caruth being halfway decent on his runs. I want to see a little bit more before... I anoint the kid. Got to see a little more. Okay, we'll go to Kansas now. Thanks for hanging with me. If you are still here, you are a true believer. And then you already know about RaceForThePrize.com. Thursday, we'll get some shows out, live shows. Come join me. Have some fun. Talk some actual data. Talk some actual raising. Look at the things that actually matter. Here we go. Let's re-rack the grid. See who is going to run well. Kansas. Chase Purdy losing two spots out the gate. Not good. Nick Sanchez gains a spot. Takes the lead. I like it. Positive. Majeski losing four spots. Very bad. Jack Wood losing four spots. Very bad. Garcia neutral. Rhodes gaining four spots. There's that experienced driver. Aggressive out of the gate. Gets up to second. Very good. That's a five. Haley Deegan losing five. Not good. Christian Eckes grabbing four. Very good. Jesse Love losing 10. Don't know what happened there. Maybe a mechanical issue or a wreck. Needless to say, bad. Jake Drew grabs four spots. Very good, Jake Drew. Who are you? Lap 20. Re-rack them. Let's try to familiarize ourselves with some names, patterns. Sanchez, Rhodes, Purdy, Eckes, all hold steady. 
And I know they didn't gain any spots, but if you're running top five and not losing any position, that's good. Jake Garcia, not so much. Loses four spots. Very bad. Corey Heim, on the other hand, grabs four spots, jumps from eighth or from sixth all the way. Sixth to fifth, grabs a spot. Sorry. What's a good one? Majeski loses three. Very bad. Zane Smith getting two. Jake Drew grabbing one. Carson Hosever grabbing three. I'm going to look up and see what ride Jake Drew is with in this race. I'm wondering, and maybe you are wondering. I can't quite remember who Jake Drew was racing with for Kansas in 2023. And of course, you know, you type in Jake Drew, you hope it comes up. No, it didn't. All right, all right, I'll just type in Jake Drew Racing. You hope it comes up. No, it didn't. All right, Jake Drew Racing Reference. You hope it comes up. And it pulls up his freaking ARCA stats. Just take me to the Jake Drew main page. And now, and that took me to ARCA. I don't want ARCA. I want his specific ARCA page. Oh, my God, I'm going crazy. Too early on a Wednesday for this. Of course he's not pulling up on any of this. What in the world? Should have just gone to Racing Reference and typed in Jake Drew in the first place. I did not. Now I have. I am finally there. While you sit and patiently wait for me to look up this kid, he's probably been in one race, and it really doesn't matter what truck he was in. Six races last year, mind you. Put some respect on the name. Hattori. So we just looked up a driver. For a team that no longer exists. Awesome use of time. Good lord. What a job this is. Hosefer grabbing three spots. As we expect him to do. Lap 35. Re-rack them folks. And let's see where we're going to be. Again we're looking for some patterns. Trying to familiarize ourselves with drivers. Seeing if restarts really matter. I think we have pretty much definitively. Made the point that. This may be the most relevant stat, and that might be going a little far. Finishing position matters a little bit. Average running position matters a little bit. But restarts really do matter. And how well a driver performs consistently on restarts, something that is going significantly and grossly overlooked. Sanchez losing the spot. Enfinger losing the spot up front. Not good. Heim now loses four spots. Overall, my general sentiment towards Heim is that he has not been that great on restarts. Now, this is the bookend of the season. This is late in the season. I can understand Las Vegas not being the best race for him. But here we are in Kansas, end of the year. And this is an expensive driver that we expect to score hog points and laps led points. And if he can't restart well, if he can't get into clean air, that's just not going to happen consistently. And maybe a driver that you're going to tend to avoid. Ekas. Losing a spot. Rhodes grabs four spots. This will play into, although it is anecdotal, experience matters on restarts. Zane Smith neutral. Carson Hosover once again. Aggressive grabbing spots. Chase Purdy losing spots. Matt Crafton grabs one. I'm still neutral, though, with that being deeper in the pack. And then three spots lost by Taylor Gray. No one jumping out necessarily on these restarts as really strong consistently 
We are though building some knowledge, building a database in our heads, trying to figure this out, work through it. Heim now back in the lead, gets it on pit road here, and he is able to maintain his lead on this restart. So definitely give him an attaboy for not losing any spots. And then kick Nick Sanchez in the shins because he lost three spots. Zane maintains position. Zane maintain in the membrane. Good. Tosiver, good. Three spots gained by Ekis. He bounces back from a bad restart to a good one. Boost him up. Good job, Eki. Gray losing. Not good. Rhodes loses a spot here, but mainly because he runs into a power issue or an engine issue. Um, obviously, his car was dying. His truck was dying. I'm not going to hold that against him. And figure grabs two. Utah, grab me two. Tanner Gray loses two. Stuart Friesen with a three-spotter. That's very good. Let's go to the next restart. Big green flag run. Then we get these late race cautions at Kansas that flip the race on its head. Re-rack them, boys. Lap 126. Corey Heim. Neutral. Keeps the lead. That's what we like to see. That's what I want from an expensive driver. Maintain that lead. That's another thing. Maybe Corey Heim doesn't restart well in the pack. Two back. But when on the pole, Corey Heim is in control. I'm Ryman Simon. Carson Hosford loses a spot. Tough luck. Tough break there. Zane Smith gets a spot. Good job. Sanchez loses four. Can't have that. It's not an expensive top-tier equipment. Eckes gets him another little spot, getting himself into position to strike. Wasn't the biggest gain, but enough of a gain. Gray neutral. It's good. Probably should give him more of a positive spin. But by keeping himself in position, that's going to pay off in this next restart. Freezing gets you two. Benedetto gets one. Good. It's positive. Jesse Love loses his spot. Tanner Gray losing three. Gets into an issue. He wrecks. Last restart, madness. Let's get it on. Get in here to overtime. Re-rack them. And here it is. These guys all battle for the lead. And in battling for the lead, they slide back. Going three wide, four wide. Heim loses three spots. I thought he started good on the pole. Yeah, I think he does start well on the pole when it's the pole or when it's early in the race. Not when it's all right. Checkers are wreckers, folks. Heim loses three, Smith loses three, three, Hosever loses three. Even Hosever, very aggressive, strong driver on restarts. It doesn't work out for him. It does work out for Christian Eckes, who sneaks by and gets the win. Three restarts matter. Positively worked himself into position and then had a really good one at the end. Friesen loses two. Taylor Gray was pretty neutral throughout this race, but when it came down to it, four spots gained on the final restart. Nick Sanchez loses a spot. There's Matt DiBenedetto. Grabs you five spots in the final restart. Ends up finishing third. Congratulations. Jesse Love, bad news bears. And Taylor, Tyler Ankrum, just okay. Let's look at our final results. See if we can identify some drivers who restarted well and finished well at this race. So we've got Eckes wins the race. Four of his six restarts were all positive. Three of his restarts were big time. Two of his last three were big time. 
three of his last his last three were all good. Dare we say that the stat that mattered maybe the most were restarts. Where do you think Christian Eckes made most of his gains on the racetrack? I'll stop for a second like it's really even a question, even though it's not really a question because we all know what the answer is. It's not the car that was fast on the fourth lap in practice. It wasn't that he had a strong 15-lap average. It wasn't his current form or his track history. The stat that you needed to hear about in the pre-race truck series show was that Christian Eckes in a series where most of our gains are made on pit road and or restarts is good at restarts. And that's just racing in general. It is very hard to make gains throughout a run, but it's not nearly as difficult to make those gains on a restart. And wouldn't you know, the driver in this race that was the best on restarts won the race. Taylor Gray was not, but he just had a great restart when other guys had bad restarts. So there's really not an asterisk there. I mean, that's just the way that it goes. If you can be okay, which he wasn't terrible, he's neutral on these restarts, had one bad one, but he fortunately tied up his really good one with three really bad ones, and you can make big-time gains if it works out that way. To Benedetto, when he needed to have big restarts, he had those big restarts. Uh, Corey Heim was good throughout most of the day. Just choked it up at the end. Zane Smith was good throughout most of the day. Just choked it up at the end. Hosever was pretty good, kind of slacked off. Now, an interesting point. It's not necessarily always about winning races in DFS. It's about scoring fantasy points. And so let's look. Corey Heim was good on restarts for most of the day. Zane Smith was good on restarts for most of the day. One would assume that that would help create positive fantasy points. We'll pull up Kansas and see what did Heim and Smith do. Heim scored the second most fantasy points, 65. Zane Smith scored the fifth most fantasy points at 50. Neither of which ended up in the fantasy lineup because their costs were too much. But still, both had top five fantasy days. Both had overall good days on pit road, but then even adding to that, that restarts. So that obviously is clear that restarts matter. And then restarts matter even more in the fact that the reason that they slid out of the optimal lineup was because of a restart that boosted Ekis and pulled their points down a little bit. And there's not a huge salary difference between these guys, Heim and Ekis. Point per dollar wise, they're all very close, but they get squeezed out just barely because of that final restart. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. But it is believable. I did have a pretty strong suspicion. And I I don't even really think I need to go into Homestead. I'm going to eventually go through and plug in the Homestead restart data. And I'll probably just make that a podcast to itself because this one's already went pretty long. I think I've got Homestead set up. Yeah, I've got it set up to go ahead and do it and grade out. And I'll probably just grade one out with you next time. But that'll do it for today. Hopefully you found this 
pretty informative, pretty transparent and honest, putting my money where my mouth is and saying, all right, if I'm going to be as presumptuous to say that a lot of the knowledge out there in the DFS world is probably not nearly as relevant or helpful and what is really matters is restarts, well, you can't just go out and say that. You got to go out and prove it. And I believe today I have clearly proved that restarts do matter and that restarts are a significant stat that you need to research and understand you don't have the time. And if you're not willing to do that, I completely am with you. But if you're still listening, then you do. But at the very least, anyone that wants to recommend fantasy NASCAR needs to have the restart data. They need to go over the restart data. And they need to help make picks in the shows and in their content based on restart data. I understand there are three series to keep up with. And it's a lot. But if you're not willing to at least commit to that in the truck series, then I just don't know what to say. I and mean, people can do their own thing. I'm not judging anyone by any means. But you have a decision to make on, you know, what kind of content and advice you want to follow. I think I have demonstrated that I'm putting in the work and trying to do my best to help you out. And you can always go to racesurprise.com and just tip me straight up. Or you can give me 30 bucks and get access for the month or 12 bucks for February. By the way, hopefully you find it helpful. I'm trying to do my best. Blessed to have you guys around. Love you guys. Have a wonderful day. Trip lights, fantastic.